Welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Plex, recording live from Austin, Texas. So glad to have with me in studio today is none other than Jacob Lawlin, Wells Branch Church Intern of the Year. How you doing, Jacob? I'm doing great by God's grace. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're talking about what we talked about this past Sunday, and we talked about the first week of Advent, and primarily uh, we, we wanted to talk about love. And just can I just be fair? Um, here's like full disclosure. Um, there, I don't know if there's an exact order to hope, joy, peace, love. Uh, we started out with love um, as the uh, first candle to be lit. And I've seen several different um, orders of the weeks. And so what that tells me is you can make it up however you want. So just in case people are wondering, like, how come you're not doing it according to what my church tradition is? It's because we make it up like every other church does. So uh, that's for free and for fun. Any thoughts on that? No, I love it. Um. <laughs> so we talked about love and we were talking about, uh, I, I kind of started off with this, that there's this, you know, every time, every time it's Christmas, I see, you know, t-shirts, bumper stickers, signs, keep Christ in Christmas. And no matter what happens in, uh, that sort of realm, there's sort of three ways to take that. There's the one it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to stick it to people that they need to keep Christ in Christmas or you're, you kind of feel guilty that you haven't kept Christ in Christmas. You haven't done good at, you know, leading your family through devotionals or, um, you're just sort of angry or annoyed at Christians who are trying to keep Christ in Christmas, keep Christ in Christmas. And I think it all has to do with the, what we want is that Christmas to be all about this thing of God's great love for us. And so I think we're rejecting. Here's the, this is actually a question from, uh, what we got on Sunday. What were the three, what, how does our heart resist God's love during Advent? There's three, three ways. One, we're overindulged in self-love. And how have you seen, uh, self-love be overindulgent, Jacob, in our culture today? What do you think? I so often hear, um, you just got to love yourself. You just got to love yourself. Self-care, baby. Self-care. Self-care. Exactly. And we just want to accept ourselves exactly the way we are. And so we justify our sin um, by saying, no, I'm just loving myself. Yeah. Uh, Man, it just messes us up. I love... I love, I love uh, like some of the self care memes that are out there. It's remember you're just as important as everybody else you're taking care of. You know, just so, something. <laughs> I just uh, like uh, or uh, yes, sitting in your car alone, in your pajamas, chowing down on fast food, or rapping along to songs about drugs and money is a, is a completely valid form of self care. I, I I think they're hilarious because I do feel like there's a lot of people. Um, that get overindulgent in like sort of the self-care movement. It's just like, I can't love others until I love myself. And I get it. I, like, And I think that's because we don't know how to Sabbath. We don't know how to take rest, but that's another issue for another time that we'll talk about. Uh, secondly, we can't grasp the power of God's love. I think for a lot of us, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Jacob, is that we just sort of roll through life feeling guilty. And so we, it's kind of like, I am that bad. Like God can't forgive me or I can't receive that love. And what you're really saying is God's not that good. I hear that all the time and I've been there and I was just talking to a lady at the, uh, at the hospital mm. yesterday. Yeah. And I invited her to church. I was like, Hey, 
you should come in and check out a Wells branch. It's, it, it's a really great church. That's actually where uh, my friend Greg goes, who was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Today, and she was like, Ooh, I know I need to get back in, into church, but I just feel so guilty yeah. because I haven't been in so long. Yeah. If I walk in, the place will burn up or something. Uh, and that is, couldn't be for, which actually the place almost did burn up when we had a minor fire <laughs> in the church. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. We're fine now. We got that breaker turned off. We're at a wild live, live, live wire. Cody, did you fix that live wire? Yeah. 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 Cody took care of that. So, uh, what, did you also, did you have to like, were you able to like put up the shiplap over the top of it? Okay. So he's still we'll working. that done eventually. You know, he'll, hopefully he'll have that done by Sunday. So you won't see a gaping hole in, in, uh, in the church. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> go ahead. But Chris, I, I think as, as well, we really misdefine love. Like, you know, the whole like uh, indulging in like a fast food and like right. rapping <laughs> around like a rap songs about like drugs, sex and money and all that stuff. It's like, man, like if that's love, like I don't know if I want it. Like I don't want a bunch of awful food and like uh, just like heinous teachings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we tell ourselves like, no, 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 that's love because it makes me feel good. And so we're looking for what makes us feel good like temporarily instead of like, a fix, like a permanent fix, like our solution, our, our cure, God's love. And we don't understand God's love. And I think if we understood who God is and how much he loves us, it would change everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. All right, how about this? Last one is we're too proud to receive the the God's love. I mean, I, that feels dumb that I <laughs> the God's love. Okay. Whole church saw that. Oh, well. Don't judge me. Uh, we're too proud to receive God's love. Uh, thankfully, they didn't see that because I didn't put it up there. Or no, I did put it up there. No, I didn't put it up there. I was pretty darn sneaky on that one. Yeah, oh. we're too proud to receive God's love. And uh, I think what I want people to kind of walk away with uh, on this is is that there's this tendency in every one of us um, to, to, one, be like, uh, I don't need it. So you might be a Christian and you're like, you know, that that person needs Jesus as opposed to putting yourself underneath the gospel ministry uh, yourself. I think sometimes when we come to church, we're sort of elbowing our spouse or our friend or our person be like, hey, you need to hear that. That's for you. As opposed mm, to that's good. like really kind of going, is is Jesus working on my heart with this thing? Um, I know that, that there's a tendency in that for me. And so I have to, work hard as a pastor to kind of sit under other teaching, other other gospel ministry so that I can respond myself to receive God's love. And because sometimes I forget as like, I'm just a conduit of his grace. At the same time, God is working on me in my own weakness, in my own sinfulness, in my own darkness, all that. And so um, there really becomes a, a beauty in that. Yeah. I know often as I'm listening to a, a message about God's love, I don't think I need it. I'm like, just like you said, Chris, like, no, this isn't for me. This is for like my friend back home. Right. Um, and I just like miss the, I just miss the picture entirely. And I don't understand. Like, I feel like sometimes, uh, I'm being preached at, right. Um, I'm like being told what to do instead of like, no, 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 I love you. And I want you to get this. Cause it, it makes a difference when you act like this and you think like this. Yeah. So the first week of Advent, we were really looking at uh, Isaiah 52, 53 and the suffering servant. I don't know if anything shows God's love for us more in that his prediction of what Jesus 
would be who he would be, the way he would love us as a suffering servant, not just as a valiant warrior. That That is going to come in the second advent, but for the first advent, he comes as a suffering servant. So the servant song of Isaiah 52, 53 is really a powerful thing. And I think probably the verse that I love the most in this is that uh, Isaiah 52, 15, for that which has not been told them they see and that which they have not heard they understand. In other words, you will not be able to understand anything I'm saying until you see it. And I always, I just thought that was so funny because then he goes on to describe how uh, Jesus was marred beyond recognition. His hands and feet would be pierced for our, you know, he'd be pierced for our transgressions. All of our sin would be on him. There'd be the substitutionary atonement thing that would happen with Jesus and you wouldn't know it until it happened. So you couldn't really look for it until you looked back at it. And I, and that might be a little bit complicated, but um, that to me sort of blew my mind is that you will not understand it until after it happens and you see it. Yeah, I think that's really good. And sometimes, um, and I even see that in my own life. I don't understand what's going on until like a year later. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> God was working through all of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was just going through the beginning of, of Matthew um, and seeing how how God is is constantly working behind the scenes yeah. um, to to bring himself, Jesus, in, into the world. Right. And it's God's benefit at our expense. And I know that seems like, um, I don't know how to best put that. God's benefit at our expense is really what what the suffering servant brings to the table, what Jesus brings to the table, what Jesus always does. And that's why the number one person that Jesus is ministering to in this moment is you. And so as you sit under the gospel and you let the gospel minister to your soul, you're then therefore able to love other people, their benefit at your expense. Yeah, I think that's really good. And Man, I loved this last week's sermon because just over and over and over, it talks about a, a, the gospel, right. um, how he he intercedes for a, a transgressors, how he takes on our our punishment. Um, and we so often, oh, like as we're just going through this, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know, I've heard it. I understand the gospel. Like, let's move on. Right. And we don't understand, like, the gospel is everything. Right. And, and its depths never end. And that truth is really, it's what saves us. It, it, it's what sets us free. Um, and so, man, I just really enjoy just being a reminded um, of the love that Christ had for me, has for me this past week. And, and, and instead of just like skipping over and be like, oh, let's get into something more interesting or something. Right. Like I Christmas. always feel like there's this tendency for us. I Just show me something deeper. Is there really anything deeper than God's love? And I know that... This is where people, they can get so academic. Uh, they can get so, um, I don't know what the right word for that is. It's just, you just sort of, you've moved beyond Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead. Next. Um, <clears throat> I think in my own heart, I've done this. Um, there's a couple books that I've sort of, like they're great books. I recommend them to other people, but I, I kind of like, yeah, what else you got? Um, one of them is a Brendan Manning's Ragamuffin Gospel, which has changed so many people's lives. And when I read it, I'm like, okay, yeah, got it. Uh, and then the other one was his um, uh, Lowly, what's something in Lowly? 
Gentle and lowly. G- gentle and lowly. And I read that when I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I, I know that's terrible. But like, I, if there's Christian like book reader people out there, and you sort of you're judging me right now, uh, I think what I do in my own heart, I'm like, how does this strategically help me move the gospel's things forward? Got it, got it, got it. And I think the problem I have is that when I read books about the simplicity of the gospel, I have a hard time remembering what it was to be that broken and needy. And so there's a there's a part of me that sort of resists that. And so I feel like I can be like the person that says like, yeah, what else you got? I need to be fed here. I'm not being fed. And the reality is we need to really tune in, hone into, um, the gospel's power in our lives. Because if we say we are without sin and we don't need the gospel any longer, we deceive ourselves in the truth that's not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I think what what happens for me as the more that I spend more time in prayer, the more time I spend in confession and repentance, is that I start to see the nuanced darkness of my heart over time and that I didn't realize was there and that I need to really sit under the love of Jesus. Does that make sense? Man, I love that. And something that I find so interesting is like it's it's in the word a, a, a deceived. Mm. We don't even know that we are a deceived. I mean, that is the nature of being a deceived. And so we just walk around thinking everything's completely fine. And it's not until we really set our eyes on the gospel mm-hmm. and let the Holy Spirit move in us that we understand just how broken we are. Right. And God starts moving in our hearts. We begin to become convicted of our sin. We confess it and all of a sudden, wow, we're not so deceived. Yeah. All right. So I want to move on to the next next question. I've heard it suggested, although the generosity of the Jerusalem church was beautiful. uh, You know what? I think this was from, was this from this past week? No. Was this the week before? Oh, we are not on the right week for that one. All right. That's okay. We're not going to ask that question. We'll answer that one in the next podcast. Uh, All right. So let's just sort of land the plane on this sort of love situation um, because I feel like this is, is super in, important for us to just sort of recognize is when our hearts go dark is that Jesus love for us should be the one thing that we are sort of like wanting to experience and share with other people to the nth degree. And and so when I, when you think about that, I, I think this is where the reason why marriages grow dull. And I know Jacob, you're a single person waiting for uh that time when you'll be married. So you may not fully wrap your head around this, but I think you can fully wrap your head around this, the excitement of wanting to be with somebody. Yeah. Uh, and so um, that's the, that's a wonderful thing, but you in, in, um, in marriage, it's like time begets time. And, and here's what I mean by that. The more time, enjoyable time you spend with your spouse, the more enjoyable time you want to spend with your spouse. In the, and, and so this is true of dating. It's true of anything. The more time you spend doing something, more time you invest in it, the more time you want to invest in it. And so um, with, that's true of my own wife. That's true of my life with Jesus. And so for me, the, the real challenge has been how do I cultivate a heart that wants to spend more time with Jesus? Because I think people would say to me, Chris, that sounds really, really nice. And that's sort of the illustration I pointed to um, this past week was that, People are so busy that they don't spend time with God. And the illustration I gave was it's like having a Sam's drop-off. You, you know what I mean by a Sam's drop-off? I don't know if you've ever done this. Oh, yeah. pe- a big you, giant you, care package in front of your home as <clears throat> food for the month. Do you ever do you ever actually do that as a single person? Personally, no. I go to H-E-B like once a month. No, no I mean like do you – so when you go to H-E-B, do you go in and shop? 
or do you go to a pickup or do you do a drop off? I go in and I shop personally, but I know a lot of people here, like a Nicole and a Melanie, they do the Sam's pickup. Okay, yeah. So here's, and this is, let me tell you why. Well, it's interesting that I might have to get Nicole up here to explain that. Um, the funny, the reason why we don't go in anymore is because taking four children anywhere is kind of a disaster. And so Pax would be screaming, picking up stuff, chucking it across the the grocery store. And so the greatest gift on earth is having a drop off or a pickup. So to that end, when so, when there's food dropped off at your doorstep and I have access to it, but I would just like leave it out there. And, and it's weird, right? Like to see, to see somebody's groceries just sitting outside their house and they would say to you, I'm too busy. Like I got so much work to do and let's just call it they're working remote and they're working for Apple and they're on a Zoom meeting. If you say, if you were to say to me, I'm too busy to go get the groceries and bring them inside and feed myself, everybody would look at you like you're weird. Yeah, like Every, you're crazy. You're you like crazy. Like that is like, you clearly don't have your priorities right because wouldn't you work better if you fed yourself? You're sitting there telling me how thirsty you are and there's an Aquafina case right outside your door that all you have to do is go out there. You don't even have to bring the whole case in. You can just take one bottle, twist the cap, open it, put it in your mouth and drink. But you'd say to me, I'm too busy for that. And even though I feel miserable, even though I have the headache because I'm dehydrated, even though uh, you're starving and you're emaciated, you know, you, you think, well, I got to get to church. You did your church thing. Check that off. And you've got enough sustenance to sort of make it so the old die. And I think that's how a lot of us are operating our spiritual lives. We're so hungry. We're so thirsty. And we're feeding ourselves with the junk of the world. And we're like constantly wondering why we're not, our prayers aren't being answered because we're not praying. And you throw up a, like a Hail Mary prayer at some point. Like, I, I think that's what, what is more than likely happening. And so I think the challenge for people is how do you experience God's love on the daily basis. I, I, does that make sense? I mean, and, and tell me, have you ex experienced that personally? Yeah, man. My worst days are the days where I don't think about God and I don't look to hear from him or turn from his word because I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to sit at the computer and work on my Zoom meeting for a full day instead of walking outside and, and, and grabbing a bottle of water that's sitting at my door just right. waiting on me. Yeah. And so I brought a friend to church this past Sunday Um and they were just wrecked, just really depressed. They just got here to Austin, no friends. Um, just had back surgery, and they're bedridden. When you say wrecked, and, what does that mean? Like crying or sad or happy? What do you mean? Yeah, just like completely bawling their eyes out as right. they're as they're sitting here listening to a message yeah. about God's love right. for them <clears throat> specifically. Yeah, and it's personal, and and they just had to like understanding, like I was talking to them afterwards and, th and they were like, just like understanding and realizing that like there's a full care package in case of water outside mm -hmm. of my door that'll make me feel better and pull me out of this a depression and make me feel alive again. It's right there. Yeah. They just have to go grab it. And, and, and that's not, I think sometimes when I say that people just feel guilty and they go, oh, I know. And, and it's not guilty. It's uh, like, if I told you, hey, go get something to eat and you're like, oh, I feel so guilty. Then there's, you have a problem with food. You have a dis, like a, a problem with water, like there is something wrong, and so this as a as a doctor of the soul, um, I would say to you, go feed yourself <clears throat> because you're no good to nobody. 
if you're starving and your output is going to be so much less and you're not you're going to be so you're going to be so grumpy and so irritated and so angry and so frustrated and so gossipy and so like I'm just venting uh moments mm-hmm. right and and there's something wicked in your soul and you can't figure it out and like, I guess this Jesus thing isn't working it's because you're not working Jesus I, I don't not the that, that sounds a little, <laughs> but but it, but the reality is you're not spending time with him. You're not drinking Jesus. You're not eating Jesus. You're just you're you're going and you're you're eating the junk food of the world. By I, listen, I can't spend time with Jesus, but I can stream three hours of the show. And it's so funny because we see this in society. We all say, "Well, I can't love anyone else if I don't love myself." Right. We just don't love ourselves. We just leave the food outside and we don't feed ourselves. There you go. Exactly. So love yourself by spending time with God's word. Love yourself by spending time in prayer. But love yourself by really taking a Sabbath to sort of like rest yourself. And, and I know that, that, that that's the part where we would say I'm too busy for that. And I just want to challenge you that you're too busy not to do that. So... Let's, let's, let's focus on that time of prayer and connection because you're going to find so much more life there. Mm-hmm. All right, <clears throat> we're going to wrap up this episode uh, with that, just talking about how much God loves us and how we need to sort of step into that. Uh, Jacob, any other thoughts that you can kind of land, help us land the plane on? No, I love it. Just like as, as we're o- approaching this Christmas time, um, man, it just really... It just really encouraged me to set my heart on Jesus and leave the rest to him and Mm -hmm. everything is going to be fine. All right. All right. Well, um, hey, thanks for watching. And if you want to text in 737-231-0605, we'd love to hear from you. So grateful that you are... uh, um, so grateful that you're listening and please share, subscribe, do all the things you're supposed to do and just uh, let us know uh, any questions you might have. We're so glad that you're listening. Go and have an awesome week of worship. Bye.